We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get into it as always. Yeah. What's up, boys? I'm eating my dinner. Well, then, now that you say that, you have to tell us. It's Shake Shack. Oh, you son of a bitch. No, <laughs> Dude, so. we, were, we were watching, maybe it was Two Broke Girls before I came up. And I don't know, one of the TV shows we watched tonight. Or it was either that or that 90s show. Um, and they were at, like, some type of Shake Shacky thing. And Toddy and I were like, damn, we want Shake Shack real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's hilarious. What do, you, so, what do you get that doesn't look like a burger? Shack burger. You know, it's a Shack burger. So oh, okay. Just the lighting looks weird. Yeah. yeah a double a double Shack burger and fries. Um, nice. So I've been battling a cold for the last few days, and I have not had an appetite like at all. And uh, But I'm feeling a little bit better today. And so I was like, I need, a, I need something quick and easy that I can grab before the pod. And uh, I want lots of calories and uh, Shake Shack sounds good. So <laughs> here we are. And after my first bite, it was a good choice. Yeah, I can't actually give you too much shit because uh, I got a Shake Shack shake on Sunday. So oh, nice. um, they have uh, a location on the Jersey Turnpike. Oh, do that. Uh, I didn't want a full uh, didn't want a full burger and meal, but a black and white chocolate vanilla shake sounded delicious. And that's mm. what I got. Mm. Nice. So you know, good. I never ever thought that I would say this, but I might be more into Shake Shack than Five Guys these days. I think no, I might. That's, that's fine. I just I, I didn't want you to blaspheme and say anything about crappy out and in out in the <laughs> West Coast. Oh, I mean, we can't even put our best thing on the menu. Yeah, I had In and Out once, and I was supremely underwhelmed. This was yeah, the, we had it together. No, Colin and I had it. You yeah, guys had it. I made, I made Matt go. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Like not like I was kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah, you were you were cr- kicking and screaming after because we both of us did not get enough food. <laughs> we were both like, "Damn, we should have gotten more." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I have to try it again maybe someday. But yeah, I I did not understand the hype. I mean, shout out to the last burger we got together, the juicy Lucy. That was fucking delicious. Out in um, that diner, that random diner in, in Denver, right? Yeah, the first burger I've had where it comes with instructions on how to eat it. Yeah, and it was fucking delicious, right? That was a good amazing. burger. Yeah. That was but, really so, Colin, it, it's essentially the center of it is just solid liquid or liquid cheese. 
So they literally tell you to like bite the corner off the burger and let the cheese steam escape. It was like, don't, don't eat this in the car. Don't take a huge bite. Yeah. Um, be patient. Like this will be good. Just, I mean, you've got like bubbling, boiling cheese in the middle. Yeah. Yep. This is when you guys went to see trampled, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you were I think you talked about it in in great detail, like yeah. the instructions and, and yeah. Everything. I think we talked about it on the pod. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that was good. Speaking of the pod, welcome back to two guy two jacks in the schlub. Oh my God, between Colin and Ethan eating his food. Yeah, as usual. <laughs> the show, the show where we pretend to know stuff about sports and we know less about even everything else. <laughs> very good pretty accurate mm-hmm. <laughs> well uh what are you drinking matt since you're uh you're you're fired up i know i know you've got lots of stuff to say today so uh, so i just cracked it so this is week two of the other half anniversary extravaganza so week one was freaky friday which we talked about last week they exchanged recipes week two is uh collaboration beers so this is a collaboration with Fidens out of colony new york and troon out of uh new jersey which we've talked about these guys before so i was excited to get my hands on this can it's delicious it's tasty um actually i, I don't know I, I hope it's delicious yes it is um so uh yeah um it's pretty good uh, as as I know I will always get out of the uh, other half. What about like, you guys? It's like the safest gift I've ever given. It's just oh, I know I'm really happy. gift cards and like, it, it's going to be good beer. I know it. Oh, <laughs> just wait until you see what I spent your gift card on. <laughs> okay. Just wait. <laughs> Is that, it's that big bottle, right? That you, you kind of teased already. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have other half, unfortunately, um, but I do have one of the the nine dollar. Uh, well, the, the place where I got the nine dollar beer uh, that I was talking about last week. Uh, Burial right here in um, Charlotte. This is called Total Disbelief in All Reality. It's an IPA. Very good. And I also wanted to say um, I brought up the nine dollar thing on purpose because I know I was kind of bashing them last week but one of the really cool things so you'll you guys will be beneficiaries of this over the course of the next few weeks is instead of just having four packs of different beers which they did have in in their coolers they also had a, a mix and match section which a lot of breweries don't and for me like i appreciate that a lot because while there are certain beers obviously that i would love to have as as many as possible like to to grab four four packs of ipas you know adds up to at least probably close to a hundred dollars right whereas i could just grab one of each and i paid a little over twenty dollars for them and now i'm gonna be drinking them every podcast because that's that's what i bought them for and everything so yeah didn't like the nine dollar draft beers but love the mix and match that is the danger of a store like my favorite beer store just down the street uh mm. wayward beverage shout out wayward beverage is you can buy a single of anything in that building so like ooh, i want to try this Ooh, that looks tasty Ooh, i've never seen that before for someone like me who just like you know for someone like me who new sometimes is more important than quality like 
And remember, this is the guy here. I'm pointing to myself that decided that he wanted to try the fruit quake Mountain Dew that was supposed to taste like fruit cake, just because it was new. Yeah, it was terrible. I took two sips and dumped it out. But um, so you know, they they definitely have that like demographic of like, well, he wants to try everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got you know, I've got beer FOMO. Um, like, oh, if I don't get that today, I might not get it ever. I got to try it. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's dangerous. So I, I, until this other half anniversary stuff, I, I was doing good, trimming <laughs> down the uh, trimming down the the cellar inventory, but uh, taking a little bit of a hiatus right now as I have some of these anniversary beers. You'll get back to it. I've only bought one bottle, so you know we're, we're still we're still tapering down the cellar. All good. Matt's getting through his cellar beers. I am trying desperately to rid myself of the the constant need for sugar. <laughs> um, it is Difficult. super hard. Uh, so far, I'm like about two and a half weeks in and um, doing pretty well. Um, that obviously means a little bit less drinking uh, as well. Um, but the the first the first week was the worst. I mean, it's it's definitely gotten a little bit better. But like even tonight, I was just like, oh my god, I just want a slice of chocolate cake. So I feel you, Matt. It's it's hard to do. Oh hard man, to- so should I not keep sending you tasty cakes? <laughs> no, I mean eventually they'll get eaten. That's the, the freezers, you know, great thing. Yeah, so, yeah. But I don't want to like like tempt you like that. What's it mean? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I I'm just like I told Toddy. I'm not. I'm not stopping eating desserts like that's that's not happening and I'm not stopping drinking, but I am trying to get out of this like vicious cycle of it's it's just a lot of sugar. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to uh, hard to avoid that in America. Do we already do we talk about this on the pod before <clears throat> there was like there was like a week. I can't remember when this was. At some point, I don't know, within the last few years, I can't remember exactly, but you know, I'm usually trying to eat healthier in one aspect of my life or another, right? And there was this one time where I was like, you know, I need to, you know, cereal is really easy in the morning and I'm gonna try to find some healthy cereals, right? And I was like looking at all the cereal labels and stuff and the sugar content (laughs) on all of the cereals, it's unfucking believable it's it's like dessert it's like all like dessert pretty much other other than i mean there's a couple of uh uh you know couple exceptions to the rule right um you know some of these like super super healthy granola grain type things or whatever you know um but it was crazy and i mean even when yeah learn to like the flavor of wheat yeah right wheaties or total or mini wheats like yeah, mini wheats are pretty much it, and even that, like, oh, they put some frosting on it, like. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you don't count. You don't what count? What's going on? Yeah. I, I, the frosted mini wheats are good, but regular yeah. ones. Are, I like good. oatmeal squares, but I feel like those have some sugar in them. I haven't looked at the label in a while, but they taste too good. They must have. They must have a good amount of sugar. <laughs> but and that applies to every other thing too, right? You you go and you look in any section. Uh, of the fucking supermarket and and just everything you know yeah. well it's like what's crazy like bread you know you hear europeans talk about bread here like why is your bread so sweet and like yeah. i remember and i've looked for it ever since i moved out here but in kentucky i could get no sugar added wheat bread and i liked it i liked the, the taste of that whole wheat you know whole grain not out here um 
Same with like uh, even like innocuous stuff like pasta sauce. Like ragu has got. That's why I don't like jarred pasta sauces. There's yeah. so much damn sugar in that stuff. Yeah. They're trying to hit the the salt sweet fat trifecta that go make our brains go nuts. And yeah, and then if you want job. good if you want good tasting sauce, you have to get like Rouse the the brand Rouse, and that costs like three times as much as ragu does. So or you make your own. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Although I'm yeah. never gonna I'm never gonna freeze tomatoes like I did last year. That was just hell. I bought a I bought a bushel of tomatoes and decided I was gonna freeze them all. You know, and I I went through the whole. Blanch them, peel the sugar off, core them out, freeze them up. I was one step removed from canning them, essentially, and that was just... Yeah. Uh, I still have, like, two dozen tomatoes in my freezer right now. Wow. But mm-hmm. I digress. Are you drinking Ethan. anything, Ethan? Yeah. Uh, no, as as mentioned before we started recording, I'm I'm fighting through a cold right now, so no, no alcohol for me. Uh, uh-huh, whatever. I'm being healthy. Toddy will support me. I'll get a hey. text... I'll get a text tomorrow morning and Toddy will be like, that was the right call, Ethan. You're being healthy. Al- alcohol kills germs. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That is a truthful statement. I did not say whether or not that happens in lower quantities inside or outside of your body or lower <laughs> concentrations. Ethanol will kill germs, though. I'm just that is a true statement. Mm-hmm. Throwing uh-huh. that out there. Uh, yep. Guys, there's big news today. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get to, is this no? Is this, no, you got a bit. I got a bit. It's big news. You're, you're gonna ruin my bit. It's, okay. All right. Go ahead. This, the, you know, we've been waiting. There's been a lot of mystery on social media about what's going on. I mean, they they've been the best at their sport for you know I don't know how many years. Some might even consider them the goat. And we finally heard today their decision. I'm talking about Brianna Stewart coming home to the, the Liberty in the WNBA. Syracuse's own made her announcement today, leaving the Seattle Storm and coming back. Big news. They got the, the WNBA super team now. I know they just had a big free agent signing, and they've got uh, – I don't. I can't pronounce her last name, but the, the last name with the I, 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 and, I and that's cool, oh, right? Yeah. 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 They are instant title contenders. She wants. She's not shying away from the spotlight. She wants to perform on the brightest lights – the biggest sports market in the country. She's also driving change for WNBA players. And there's a lot of talk about whether or not they get charter flights because yeah. I know that the league does not have the money that the leagues do. And she's trying to push for that equity everywhere. I don't know what the terms of her contract, but I hope she got paid. She never has to do any of that go overseas and play nonsense. Hopefully it's not, you know, that's the rest. It's a nice geographic location. Just, just a couple hours away from stores, Connecticut, where she played her college ball and, uh, four hour, four and a half hours away from her hometown at our rival high school, Cicero North Syracuse. So, welcome back to New York, Brianna Stewart. Win lots of titles. What's sad is that I didn't see anything about that at all. Oh, it yeah. just happened today. So, yeah. I mean, if you were working, then yeah, yeah, I was. I guess I wasn't on stuff too much, but I did hear the other big news. Yeah, you know that I did see. What was so. bigger than Brianna coming home? I don't know. What you guys are talking. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to talk about Brady at all. <laughs> no, so it's not. Plus, yeah. who knows if he's even going to stick with it? Yeah. You know, um, obviously, free agency started today for the WNBA, like legally started today where they could actually sign. But I think Stewie made her decision uh, a couple of days ago because Candace Parker 
um, let it leak that she's going to Las Vegas to play for the defending champion aces and Becky Hammond and all of them. So that's, that's really cool. And, and the odds have them, them and the Liberty as, as the two, um, you know, teams to make the finals and, yeah. um, and win it. But, um, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Well, supposed the Shablina, Shablina, Shablina. Wow, Shablina. Jesus, <laughs> she'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I can't say I've ever seen a WNBA person or WNBA game in person. Um, the closest I've gotten is I was standing about um, ten feet away from Elena Deladon in a hotel mm. lobby in Indianapolis once. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Number She's one, playing in DC, right? Yeah, this well, this was back. This was 2012. Yeah, um, but She's number, still in college. maybe 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 2014. It was it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, but number one, holy crap! Was she tall? Number two is like one of the only WNBA players I could recognize in the street, but I was too chicken to go say anything. <laughs> um, but who's who's the biggest sports star from CNY from Syracuse area? Would it be uh, Tim Green, anybody? Mike Hart, um, Mike Hart. Andre Blatch, Who's the first? Who's the first? Stewart. Tim Who's Green. That? Tim Green. Is Who's Tim Green? Like Football the most player. famous alumni from our high school. Yeah, I don't know who he is. I know who uh, Mike Hart is. He's Tim Green's. He's written like fifteen or twenty books. He really? was a Rhodes Scholar. He was an All American, but defensive tackle for Syracuse. He's one of the retired numbers at Syracuse, I think. Did he play in the NFL? He played like eight seasons in the NFL. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mike Hart. Corbin. Mike Hart seems like. Uh, oh, Corbin. Yeah. Who had the most like sustained excellence? It seems like Hart or Stewart. Huh? Hart never made the NFL. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he well, was with the Colts never. there. Wasn't he good yeah, with ne- the never, Colts for never, a few years? Never. No, he wasn't good with the Colts. He made yeah. the Colts, but. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was good. No. No, he no. was really good with Michigan. Okay. But um. Yeah. He was never kind of flamed out in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pro pro athlete. I mean, Stewie's probably got to be it. Dor- Dorsey Levins uh, had some sustained excellence in the early to mid '90s. He was in the NFL for like six or seven years. Um, yeah. We got some lacrosse players, but lacrosse has just got such a, like a smaller following. Like the Gate brothers and the Powell brothers. You know, I think they're all from the greater Syracuse area. But yeah, yeah. What Jim Brown's? He went to Syracuse, but he's not from Syracuse. No, right? he's not. He's from Long Island. Long Island. That's, okay. You learn that, and you go. Oh yeah, that's why I played lacrosse. <laughs> mm. So, um, <laughs> you know, four sport varsity athlete, lettering athlete. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, you know, maybe there was like a an obscure. You know, wasn't there like an Olympic medal, you know, equestrian medalist or something from the area? Yeah, there's, there's something like that. But um, I'm trying to think if there was any other huge star. You know, maybe uh, Savakul's kid might day one day. You know, yeah, yeah. pitching the MLB. Jason <clears throat> Greeley, right? He was around the MLB for a while. Yeah, he, he was a local years. guy. Um, but anybody is so used. Did you say Stewart? She's really good, right? Yeah, oh, she's yeah. like uh, what. Three three time MVP or something. Yeah. Oh she's, wow. She's definitely the best. She's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm wondering like who who was like who played at an all star level, you know, in their professional sport. I mean, or she whatever. was what player of the year four years in a row or something at Connecticut. Okay. Like she. Yeah. She, she's good. She's really wow. fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Clearly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's been you know Corbin was an all star. 
you know, world series winner, you know, things yeah. like that, but it's sustained success and dominance. Stewart, Stewie probably trumps everybody. Yeah. 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 Amazing. I'd heard of her. I just hadn't thought about it in a while. Didn't realize she was quite that good. Yeah. yeah the, that's cool. The home of excellence. Syracuse, New York. You got Brianna Stewart. You got a uh, post Malone mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Cruise. <laughs> And, Rich, and Richard Gear, Richard Gear, yeah, and the Baldwin's, right? Aren't they from the area? Um, um, the mom lives out, in Camillus or lived, or in like Ro- Rochester or just Camillus. But yeah, Camillus. no, yeah, the yeah. mom for sure, because mm-hmm. there was the famous Wegman's thing. Yeah, mm. she'll never leave because of Wegman's. I think she's right. left by now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, um, I don't know. I had a thought on that, but I forget. Hmm. What's on the docket for tonight? Well, uh, Matt's got something for us, and I'll mm-hmm. let him uh, get to that in a second. Um, I have a fun draft idea if you guys want to do that after Matt's thing. Uh, but before we get to that, um, so far, uh, I've taken a look through the schedule for Yankee games next season. And uh, I have one weekend in particular that I'd like to throw at you guys and see what you think about it. Uh, um, September 15th to the 17th at Pittsburgh. No. Oh, okay. Okay. The 30th we, through the 2nd at St. Louis. What, of, of what month? June and July. June and July. Uh, that, right, that, right. That's a good one. That's a I good should, one. I should, I should let you go. What, do I, wait, yeah. what about Miami and Tampa Bay? <laughs> well, so... Honestly, I wanted I want to go to KC is where I really want to go. But the the reason I'm a no for the Pittsburgh series and the reason I'm a no for KC is because they're both in September. And Toddy and I have both agreed already that um we are going to go see the Giants play the Saints in uh in New Orleans um and, and make a trip out of it. We know they're going to New Orleans. We don't know what weekend it is yet. So maybe okay. it just okay. it just depends on like you know when that that schedule comes out. So the other weekend, I guess it doesn't necessarily need to be a weekend, but I, I just figured that might work best for the three of us. Um, but the other one I was thinking is they're headed to Colorado in July. We're gonna be there Paris. for that. So yeah, you should get out there because Ethan oh, and I are you... gonna be in Colorado that week. That's right. We're gonna be there for the trampled concert. I've already Thanks signed for up invite. for I've already signed up for pre-sale tickets, bud. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm just gonna go fuck myself and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when's the when's the trample concert? Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. Thursday the thirteenth. Would you sounds, and you and Toddy want to go? Uh Toddy's not invited. This is boys trip. Oh uh, well, well, but but Sam wants to go. Well, I mean, to the baseball Sam game? can go. Sam can and, go and, a, and a trampled, but yeah. oh, okay. So that's why I I gotta I gotta figure that out with Ethan. Well, might, Sam Sam is you might Sam have to buy your own ticket. Different. Oh well, shit. Well, wait, 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 wait. This is perfect. If I buy two tickets, Colin just takes my ticket and sits with oh, you and guys. then you and Sam can go and sit. Ah, solution. solution. Wait, Look at that. Yeah, that could Say work. If I buy two tickets, which I should do soon because it's going to sell out. They yeah, it'll sell out it. if it hasn't yet. Then yeah. you can just take the seat that I had with Ethan. Yeah, because my uncle bought five tickets for him and his wife, me and Jeremy and Matt. Because the yeah. same How does thing, he already have tickets if, if you're on pre-sale? Oh, no, no this no, is no, for the concert for, Rockies, for Red for Rocks, for the Trampled concert. 
Yeah, I know. Didn't Matt say he's on the list? He, for the he was talking about that for that was for the baseball game. For Rockies. Rockies. I'm on the pre-sale list for the Rockies game. Oh. We already have tickets for the concert. Yeah, Shit. it's can, okay. it's like their premium series. It's like these games, these games, and the Yankees series are pre premium games, and you have yeah, to have. Early I figured. Yeah. yeah, I figured yeah. they were going to jack them up. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, so if you well, want to come out, yeah. Yeah. Well, publicly, I I want to say that Sam and Toddy are completely different situations <laughs> because. Toddy and I come with two little kids attached <laughs> to everything. True. <laughs> so um, as much as Toddy, I'm sure would love to also come to Colorado. That's, that's a whole, whole different, uh, you know, situation. So yeah. um, good save. I guess it makes sense though. If we're going to do a Yankee game, we, I didn't even think of this because Matt and I were talking about the Colorado weekend about going to a Yankee game since we were going to be there. <clears throat> I didn't even think about inviting you, Kyle, because I just figured I don't know. It's like really far away. I just I thought it'd be way too much of a yeah, hassle. It, literally, Colin, I'm 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 so happy because it was it was literally uh, we already had our tickets for trampled. Like, oh fuck yeah, the, the Yankees gonna be there too, and that was <laughs> as far as we got. Yeah, that was as far as we got. Right, and, so, and I, yeah. So I would need to make it work Thursday the thirteenth, and that that's the day of the, the trampled concert, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to be there for the concert, right? Well, now, I would, I would love to go see them again. I haven't seen them since well, we saw them in 2014 in Rochester. Have you yeah, seen? The, have you seen the show at Red Rocks? No, I've never been to Colorado. So, so. oh my God, really? Yeah. That's so that that's, I'd say, if you can get out there on Thursday, I you definitely want to do that for all those who, I mean, you know, for everyone listening who's never been to Colorado to Red Rocks. I mean, I, the first time I saw a show there it wasn't even a band I was 100 percent really interested in. I knew like four other songs. Um, and it's just, it's so cool. It's a lot of fun. And now having gone with Ethan and his uncle who are pros, I know like, oh, I can bring a sandwich in now. <laughs> like that would have been so much better last time because my brother and I literally were late. We missed half of the opening set because we were scarfing down burritos. We could have just brought it with us. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Ah, but anyway. Yeah. Red Rocks is a magical place. Yeah. And right. uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, the whole the whole experience is is pretty cool. Denver is a cool city. It's kind of a weird city. I mean, it's like driving from, you know, Syracuse to Oswego just to get from the airport to downtown. But yeah. Um, yeah. But Colorado is amazing though. Yeah. Sweet. yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah. Cool. Well, so, we can talk more offline about it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, Welcome to the travel planning podcast. For- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen to three friends plan their travel. It has yeah. nothing to do with you. So fuck you. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm 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 excited though. I mean, I the the other thing I've committed to uh this year besides the the sugar thing, um I'm really trying not to buy things um because we have way too many things in our house and I'm just trying to spend my money on experiences. Obviously, you both know already. Um I bought VIP tickets on front row to see the Eagles in April, which I'm super pumped about. I'm going to see Chris Rock with um Friends of the podcast, Dalvin and Devin in February. Um, oh, that's going to be so much fun. Janelle, Janelle James, uh, who plays Ava, Principal uh, Ava uh, Coleman on Abbott Elementary in um, in March. Uh, and Bay just announced that the Beehive is coming to Charlotte in August. So we are on the pre-sale to, uh, to get Beyonce tickets um, in August. And then I told you about that trip 
to uh, New Orleans. And then we're even wow. thinking about maybe going to Miami for like an actual vacation later this year, since we're, this is not a vacation <laughs> um, that, that we're on right now, even though both of us aren't working um, and everything. So we're spending money on, on experiences and I would love to the, the long short story. What What's that T TL? What is What's that? Uh, thing? Uh, uh, too long. Didn't read TLDR. Yeah. 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 I'm going to be, in Colorado that weekend with you guys. I will, I will figure it out. Okay. I love it. And hey, I'm going to put my two cents in though. We need to go to illegal Pete's again and try again. Cause I wasn't a hundred percent happy last time. It even. was, I, I don't, I mean, I don't understand that. Okay. Hold on. Let's come back to illegal Pete's in one second. Colin, I just really need to quickly register that, uh, you know, experiences are nice. They're fine, but I subscribe to the Tom Haverford philosophy which is that things, things are forever. <laughs> Treat yourself. Yeah. Okay. So I'm all about things. Uh, illegal Pete's. Um, yeah, Matt, I don't understand. Like, uh, so I, I, you had heard of it before or something, right? It seems like it's a famous thing. I've it been was, there multiple times. It was I was just like Moser Chipotle. It was like. Yeah. The one was, we went to, I wasn't, I wasn't all that happy. It was with. fine. So what, so what was what impressive it? about it? It's just like a, one of these like counter serve uh, burrito joints, like, yeah. like Moser Chipotle. It was crowded. We didn't get a seat at the bar. We didn't get beers. They didn't have all the meats that we normally would get. Like, um, or okay. we just try another uh, burrito place. If you want to try, if else. you want to try it again, we'll go. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just assumed that what we had was the typical illegal Pete's experience. No, and, I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah. Okay, so you had had better experiences than oh, yeah. you before that. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we could try it again. Yeah, and we could get uh, uh, go to one of those diners and get some green chili again. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, they do green chili out there a lot. It's like this, like Mexican thing, like green chili sauce, and it's New, really... New Mexican, New Mexican. Yeah, nice. and, uh, and I and say that because I have a friend from New Mexico, and he would he would ring my throat if I did not specify because oh, okay. I once called it Colorado green chili, and he said, "Excuse me, it's New Mexican <laughs> green chili." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's delicious. Um, yeah, cool. it's very very good. Cool. It's like um, I don't know. It's like a Spicy tomatillo salsa, but like with a good tang. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's good on everything. And then you throw in just like big chunks of pork. Oh, mm. <laughs> it's excellent. Um, <laughs> there you go. There's your clip for the. There's your clip for the episode. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> fucking love it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be awesome. Where cool. do you guys? Not to keep you know pushing the planning angle, but where should we sit in Coors? Anywhere. Oh. Yeah, let's let's spend the money to get good seats. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean if I could get eat. if I could get like seats that we got in city, I know they were left field, but they were homer zone were seats awesome. and yeah. front row. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. 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 I mean, like you said, they're they're gonna be jacked up because they're the, the premium. Right. Yeah, but I, I'm just I'm just hoping to avoid getting them on the secondary market. That's all. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm in the the presale. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Can no, I sign smart. up for the presale? Yeah, you should be okay. able to. All right, I'll make a note. Uh, it might have it might have ticked over on February first, but go well, ahead and check out their website. Today's February first. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. It might you might be too late. Double check. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna do it. Why, Matt? You have something you want to talk about? It just. So I have to, I, it's an article I saw today and it was a very, very poignant. It, it, I just, it made me think and I'm very glad I read it. So it's, it, I'll credit the artist. It's a, or the artist, the author, it's a Philadelphia writer named Ernest Owens. 
Um, and it's, it's regarding the, the Eagles game on Sunday. What's the platform? Uh, I think it's the. Well, I saw. I mean, I found it on Yahoo, but I think it's Daily Beast. Okay. Um, it's about the Eagles game. About the Eagles game on Sunday. The Eagles beat the 49ers 31 to seven. Well, but specifically the aftermath of the Eagles game, where you had a lot of drunk, rowdy, destructive, revelry, reveling white fans traipsing through the streets of Philadelphia, mm. breaking laws, destroying property, and, you know, causing riot police to come out and clear the clear the streets you know they they destroyed the bus terminals pulled you know pulled light posts down made a mess they just just you know a couple main streets in town they 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 did a pretty good job on and what this article points out is um the city was prepared for riots this weekend for but another not because of a football game mm-hmm. it was prepared because of the uh release of the tyree nichols um footage on friday night mm. and so the contrast they put in there is basically what they they put in this in this article the difference in response yep and the silence from a lot of uh let's say news outlets of the two you know a lot of the Tyree Nichols uh, protests were peaceful. There was hardly any response, which is good. But you know, I guess what the, the article is putting forward is, okay, this is white people and white privilege, right? What if these were black fans? Um, you know, how is, how is them destroying SEPTA bus stations any different than what was happening in 2020 after the George Floyd protests? And yet it was reported there's only five arrests out of the thousands and thousands of fans storming through downtown. Um, and that really just got me riled up because I thought it made a really good point. And I, I mean, if, if that's, if, if certain news outlets, you know, like let, let's say the major one with the guy, uh, you know, whose name rhymes with fucker Larlson on it is really, um, really concerned with property destruction then where is the outrage here from these drunk white fans storming through town um you know if it's if it's really not that not if it's independent of the issue that they're they're out there for and it's independent of their race then why are they not um why is there not more anger about what happened downtown and again there, it wasn't it was it was joyous celebration but that doesn't mean it's any any less destructive, any less damaging yeah. than the outcomes of some social justice protests and um, police brutality protests that happened in the past couple of years. Uh, and so it just, it, it, it bothered me. Um, and it also bothered me that they, there that was such a noteworthy event that all these uh, Tyree Nichols protests were peaceful. Like that was essentially half the coverage I saw was, oh, it was peaceful. It was peaceful. It was peaceful. Like, focus on the message and why they're out there, not what the outcome of the protest was, if they, if they destroyed a mailbox or not. Like, I, I don't know. 
uh, that's kind of as far as my assembled thoughts are right now. I don't know if you guys have anything to say there, but um, right. I just don't know if, you know, you've got the, the reckless behavior, the damaged property, you've got a public intoxication, you've got people making a mess of city streets. Um, it shouldn't matter whether it's for an Eagles game or for a protest. Right. But um, I, I guess I should, let me, re- let me rephrase that. Um, this all happened for a much stupider, dumber reason. And there was a blind eye or no consequences or anything like that. And that just bothered me. So ah, now that I've got that off my chest, you guys have any thoughts? I mean, I have millions of thoughts, but do you, I don't know. Should I, should, I don't know if I should go into it or not. Do it up. All right. Give me some thoughts. Well, for those, I mean, everybody probably knows the types of things I'm thinking and saying. So people, if you don't want to listen to me, go on a typical rant, you know, fast forward on your podcast app about 10 minutes. I'm just kidding. I won't go for 10 minutes, but you know, I can't remember if we talked about this on the pod. Um, But you guys remember when we took world history in high school and you remember when we learned about the caste system in India, Yep. right? There's like the Brahmins and then Matt, do you remember any of the other ones? I can't remember. Um, I don't want to start naming names because I'm probably wrong. Yeah, um, I, for whatever reason, Brahmin sticks in my head. Maybe that, just that was, I think, like, priest cast. Okay, because it sounds like Brahms. Maybe that's why I remember it. But in any case, there are like four. It's like a very, very stratified, and it's very defined. And, and there are these classes, right? And I remember the way that it was taught and kind of the way we all reacted at the time is like, you know, we were all sort of shocked and mortified and like, oh, how can they be like this? You know, America is the land of the free. You know, India is so terrible. Like, how can they have a society like this? And of course, like, that's utter bullshit. We live in a caste system that is just as bad as that, if not worse. We are just taught that it is not the case, right? White kids are, at least, okay? All the non-white people, they know. They know that they are a lower class in this country, right? Uh, we are, are lied to, uh, us white people, are lied to and led to believe that that is not the case, that everybody has an equal opportunity. And it's fucking bullshit. Um, and so what you're talking about, Matt, when you're asking all of these questions, right? Um, to me, they all are just rhetorical. Um, like we know what the answer is. Like it, uh, the 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 answer is that there's a different set of laws depending on the color of your skin in this country. That's just the way it is, right? Now we are trying to change that. There are positive steps um, in terms of like these cops being fired and arrested and charged with murder. Derek Chauvin, uh, the guy from George Floyd, got convicted of murder and is in prison. Like there are positive steps, but there's also negative steps. Ever since all of those protests, and I was there, by the way, uh, in June of 2020, right here in downtown Washington, D.C., the biggest weekend of those protests. There were like hundreds of thousands of us, um, I think was the estimate, Uh, at least throughout the country. It was hundreds of thousands. I can't remember what it was in D.C., definitely thousands. And do you know what has happened since 2020, since those protests? Police budgets have gone up and police killings have gone up every year. And this is why, like, and I get really cynical about it. And my partner, among other people, get really upset with me because I talk about how protests don't do shit. But, you know, we still have to do them. And like I said, there have been the positive steps, right? Like these cops who, you know, some of these cops are being fired they are being punished but at the end of the day it doesn't change the overall system 
the system is still in place. And the interesting thing with the Tyree Nichols case, <clears throat> as I'm sure you guys are aware, as I'm sure as most people are aware, is most of the cops who beat this person to death were black. So so it, it's it's not always like a white cop on a person of color, right? There is a systemic thing where the police just feel whatever whatever race they are, they feel free to brutalize non-white people. Well, and, and that's to, to jump in, you, you know, that's exactly the point Colbert made that um, if you guys remember the old Colbert show, Colbert show on Comedy Central, he did the the word, remember? Mm, that was yeah, his yeah, old, yeah. He pulled that out of nowhere on Monday on um, late night, the, the night, late night. And made a really, I mean, you guys all need to watch it. He he specifically dissected a Jim Jordan segment on Meet the Press over the weekend. Jim Jordan, the asshole. From yeah, Ohio. he's a piece of shit. Um, um, but then they talk about Jim getting right up, right up close to the edge of acknowledging that, you know, there is systemic racism, but he can't, you know, he the farthest he can go is saying, well, there's evil out there and he doesn't know what to do. Um he gets right up to the edge of acknowledging systemic racism. He, he almost gets to that point. Um, but it's such a rab, it's become such a rabid talking point on the right now that just him even trying to approach the problem would be considered him being woke and he'd be, you know, which the only people on who use the word woke are on the right anyway, right now. But, um, <laughs> You know, that just prevents any sort of discussion and change anyway to begin with, because they're not even willing to engage and think outside, you know, their political ideologies ideologies right now. But anyway, sorry, Ethan. No, no, that's that's great. And I mean, <clears throat> yeah, all I was gonna say is that just like this is one hundred percent the way the way the system is designed to function, right? Like this is not an aberration, what you're talking about, Matt, with like the, the riots after the Eagles game. January 6th, in many senses, was not an aberration, right? And, and, and obviously plenty of people have talked about this. If that was a group of uh, young lefties and people of color, like, like myself and, and the protests that I was part of in June 2020, and we had all marched on the Capitol, it would have been a much different result. Right. Well, I mean, they had the picture circulating after the riots, right? Remember the uh, it showed the police presence for Black Lives Matters protests. Yes, and and there right. was hundreds of uniformed officers with rifles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I remember walking. So now I when I was when I was at them uh, in June that year, I don't remember seeing like a giant line of a ton of officers. I th I think that was probably more in that must have been in like Minneapolis, but. I do remember walking along streets in DC and we were all walking in like, you know, pretty organized lines, right? Just kind of walking, filling up the streets of DC and on the sides of the streets, every once in a while, there would be cops, a couple cops standing together here, a couple cops standing together there. And they all had like their fucking, like their semi-automatic rifle, like AR-15 looking things. I don't know exactly what they were, but like heavy duty fucking guns that they could just, you know, they could, they could, uh, uh, um, you know, make carnage easy right and meanwhile the protesters are a bunch of people like me okay a bunch of like young people who aren't armed who are just wearing t-shirts and shorts and masks because it's the middle of covid and it's june in dc and it's and it's hot as balls but we don't know what's going on with the virus we're wearing masks we're wearing shorts and t-shirts we're not fucking armed we're not attacking anybody and yet here's all these cops with these giant weapons um and it's and it's just insane there's there's this like 
this this narrative, this idea, this poison, it is so pervasive that, um, you know, any sort of idea, right, an idea that goes against the status quo is a more dangerous weapon if it is in the hands of minorities than actual horrible weapons like that kill people in the hands of the majority. Does that, did that statement make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's like the fact that I think that the ruling class uh, needs to be destroyed and that billionaires need to be eliminated and that uh, every person, uh, regardless of gender and race, needs to have uh, total equity in this country. Just me having that idea is worth having these like these huge fucking bootlickers with their AR-15s out there guarding my protests and everything, right? But if I'm some redneck white guy and I love Trump and I love America and I love the way things are because I don't know uh, any better and I've eaten up the fucking narratives I've been fed my whole life and I go around and I'm carrying a gun, but I'm also carrying an American flag, then I'm, I'm not really a threat. I'm just a good old boy. I'm just a good old boy, uh, you know, blowing off some steam. I'm, I'm a very fine person, whatever, right? Um, and so anyways, all of this is to say everything that we have witnessed uh in recent months, in recent years, in our fucking lifetimes, is exactly the way the system is designed to function. None of this is the way it's not supposed to be. This is the way the system is supposed to be. Um, And so it's up to us to change the system, right? And so that's what these protests are about. That is what people on social media are getting about. That's what people who are, quote unquote, trying to be woke, trying to be aware uh, that is what this is all about. It is about trying to change a diseased and dying society. That's what it's about. And the only chance is our generation and the younger generations, right? The older generations, they're not going to do, they're not going to do shit because they either one, completely disagree with us or two, they're too old and they're too set in our ways or set in their ways. Right? So that's, that's what this is about. Right. And so I guess, you know, uh, um, and Matt, this is not to imply that you were uh, um, saying anything that I like take issue with or anything like that. But I think it's an important point that needs to be made. And I think that a lot of people don't necessarily realize this because a lot of people, at least a lot of people that I know, they are good people and they care. And even if they have some blind spots, I know I certainly have in the past and I'm sure I still do. I'm trying, right? It's, it's an active process. Uh, we, we sometimes think like, oh gosh, this, you know, the system isn't supposed to work like this. Like, this isn't what I was taught that America is. No, what you were taught was lies. Like, this is the way the system is meant to function. And I think that that is like where you have to start. You have to acknowledge that and you have to accept that. And hopefully you are fucking disgusted by it and and you want to change it, you know? But like, that's, that is the sad, devastating reality of the situation, right? Uh, um, in terms of the riots, in terms of police brutality, um, in, in terms of the difference between white sports celebration riots and peaceful protests and the responses exactly as the system is designed. Well, yeah. And that's why, so the article, the article title is uh, it was a win for the Eagles and a win for white privilege, right? Cause that's exactly what was on display. And I'll even, I'll even take it one step less intense than you said, Ethan, right? I'm, I'm going to say I could make an argument that the system wasn't designed that way. But that's the outcome of what the system has been because it's been managed by old white men for 250 years. So that's what the system is, regardless of the intent was there or not. This is the reality of what it is. And if we yeah. can't even acknowledge that there's a problem with it, how can we begin to fix it, right? And and like you said, any sort of 
step towards acknowledging saying, hey, this is wrong is considered extreme. Yeah. Now, the other thing I'll say, I laugh because uh, this is not meant to be a little poking fun at you. Because um, when he said the protesters, all people like me, I'm just imagining like all arms and legs. Just <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a bunch of nerdy, skinny Jews. Well, I mean, whereas you know, I look more like the uh, the, the right wing protesters, <laughs> <laughs> beards who probably couldn't run 25 feet, but they've got a gun. And you did live in Kentucky and Ohio for like 14 uh, years total, uh, right? 14 years, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But um, oh, there was a third point I had. Shit. Um, Sorry, I I I no 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Oh, the only the only other thing is I could say is, um, it'd be one thing if I could understand. Like I, I could understand if there was more of a. I'd say paramilitary presence in DC because it's the capital and because there's going to be a politician somewhere worried that a terrorist is going to exploit these protests to do something nefarious, but it's not just DC, right? You know, I had, I had, I, you know, God bless my friends who had more of a backbone than me who went out and protested. You know, I had friends who were on the front lines in Cleveland and in Cincinnati, Um, you know, shout out to my, my friend, Nick, who was a, uh, I can't say his last name, but he was a, a medic in Cleveland, you know, just running around. He had basic uh, emergency medical medical training. He was running around helping people who were tear gassed in Cleveland. Um, you know, shout out to my other friends who were videotaping and witnessing kind of the abuses and the protests in Cleveland um, and who were there not because they wanted to be seen or heard, but because they wanted to lend their support to those who were trying to be seen and heard. Um, and it really is. And again, shout out to you, Ethan. Um, because it took a lot of courage uh, and that's important and it needs to be done. I was scared. Yeah. I'll admit I was scared at first, Um, but it ended up, thankfully everything was fine. The cops were chill. The ones that the day I was there and it ended up being, you know, I guess we weren't doing the pod yet at that point. Right. When did we started in 21? Yeah. Right. Um, I, I can't remember if I talked to you guys much about it at the time or anything, but it ended up being one of the more meaningful experiences Mm -hmm. ever, you know, of my life, um, especially coming off of COVID coming off of, you know, so that was like June 20th ish. Um, so coming off of like three plus months of complete lockdown, right. And, And you guys will remember that my, my, my ex, my girlfriend at the time was, uh, was even extra cautious, you know, and I, and I was pretty extra cautious too in in most ways and so we were like super strict right and it was so so you know she was really going on on a limb to go and do this she was really nervous for covid reasons but um point being you know we had been cooped up in this tiny apartment for months the world was terrifying with everything with covid and stuff and then we went out and we were part of this protest and the feeling of solidarity and the feeling of community um it was incredible. It was, it was really, really amazing. Um, and I got a little bit of that. I went, I went to a protest last, uh, last year when the road decision came down. Um, and that, and that was, that was pretty powerful too. It wasn't quite as powerful for whatever reason as, as the, um, George Floyd ones, but, um, it ended up, I'm really glad I went, uh, obviously if I had gotten pepper sprayed or murdered, I don't know if I'd be, you know, saying the same thing, but, um, but yeah, it was like a really, a really powerful experience. And, and um, I, was, I was glad I did it for sure. So, but yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. I think that that's like super important stuff to be, to be thinking about. I think it's, 
you know, one of the things that we all need to be doing, in my opinion, right, is, is especially white people and especially white men in America, is we need to be, you know, just even acknowledging it, you know, Matt, you were just talking about acknowledging it and, and how so many people see that as the problem. And I think that's so interesting. That tells such an interesting story, right? Like we talked about, uh, did we talk about on the pod with Ron DeSantis and like the African-American studies AP class and all this? Not yet. I don't think that that's, that's relatively late breaking, but yeah. Yeah. So you, you guys know, saw that, right? How he like got it eliminated in the state of Florida or whatever. Right. And people are, there's like ACLU or somebody's fighting back. Right. But like, so basically, you know, people like DeSantis, they are fighting against even an acknowledgement of any of this stuff. Right. Right. Like the don't say gay law and stuff. And isn't that fascinating that it's not even the act itself. It's not even just being gay. It's not even just like, being black or whatever although of course it is just acknowledging these things just acknowledging systemic racism they don't even want to let it get that far and i think that that is a really crucial point and i think it's really really important for people like us to think of because acknowledging it the reason they're fighting so hard against it is because acknowledging it is like half the battle maybe not half right but i'm just as a shortcut i'm using that expression acknowledging it is huge because if you acknowledge it and you have real yeah, and if you have even a modicum of a conscience and compassion, then you realize, wow, like this this country, this society is beyond fucked up and has been beyond fucked up since its inception. Um, I am the beneficiary of an incredible amount of privilege. Period. And that, real quick, Matt, before you before you jump in, that is not to say that there aren't lots of good things that this country has done. That's the other thing that I think that really pisses me off about this conversation. You gotta like, divorce them, right? Yeah. yeah. Like as soon as somebody like me starts to say that kind of stuff and talks about how how many problems there are with this country, they think that like I am saying that America has been like a complete waste of time. Uh, these things are not like mutually inclusive or ex- mutually exclusive, mutually inclusive, whichever one. Um, I'm, I got cold brain. I've got a haze in my brain. Uh, from my cold, they 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 can be separate. You know what I mean? Like like America is allowed to have done some good things, but also have been like by and large really fucking horrible for its whole history. Both of those things can happen at the same time, right? Um, and so that like that drives me insane. Like I'm not I'm not saying that that there there haven't been plenty of good things. There have been some, but the in my opinion, the crimes, the sins far outweigh the good stuff. And it's okay to acknowledge that. And in fact, as I was saying, the acknowledgement is just so huge because you, once, once you see it, once you get there, you realize it, you understand it, and you want to make it better. You want to change it. And that's what we need, right? We talk about like, I'm sorry, Matt, I know I said I was gonna like you jump in and now I'm like following, I keep having an extra thought. You know, we've been talking about like our, our friends, kids and stuff. Colin just had his newest kid. Right. And, you know, think about when when Colin's kids and all of our other friends, kids are our age. OK, think about in another 30 years from now. What kind of society do we want them to be living in? Right. And the acknowledgement and then hopefully the efforts that result from that. That's what needs to happen if if it is going to be better in 30 years. You know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's just such a crucial point. Anyways, Matt, I'm sorry. Can, no, 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 no. You, you make a lot of really good points. And, and like, you know, that's, that's why I take issue with 
and this is um, this is people I, uh, that are close to me and that I love that you know when I say I don't I don't think America is the best the greatest country in the world. That's not to say that you know and and they do it right out of the gate. Yes, it is. It's like uh, uh, to me what I perceive it as, not necessarily you know what they they may think the same thing, but or they may think differently. But what I perceive it as is an immediate blindness to any opportunity to get better. Like, and that's yeah. where like, if we don't, if we don't acknowledge it, it's like complacency, we're not going to fix it. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of stuff we need to fix. So a lot of stuff that was uh, amazing that we've done as a country, but a lot of stuff we need to fix. And, and I'll say, I, I know uh, right now, I know a half dozen people who are out on Sunday after the win that just left the bar and were walking around and having fun, like n- not destroying, you know, just being with a crowd. You know, being fun, you know, having fun, enjoying the enjoying the night, enjoying the win, um, and there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it, I just, uh, to me, it's just shocking that the the complete 180 reverse reaction to behaviors in any other context that would be considered, you know, terrible and needed you know, throw those people in jail is considered. Oh well, they're just they're just having fun because their sports team won. Yep. Um, and that that's that's what got me riled up to start this all. So Colin, you've been quiet. You gotta have something to think. <laughs> but you know, I guess well, I'll, I'll just wrap my thought. Like there's no, there's no, there's no problem being out there and reveling and having fun and you know, and being part of that community, right? That sure. there's nothing wrong with that. Like, and and I, I think that's cool. And I I do appreciate the pride of this city as weird as this city is in philadelphia <laughs> like that pride is cool it, it, it was neat to see the light up drone display up above the art museum that i don't know who put that together but that was cool that's pride and that's 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 local pride and that's yep. that's um you know it's part of the community here and it's part of what people consider their dna it's just that that segment of the uh, kind of the craziness that came along with it. It just was the, the, the difference in response just really bothered me. Colin. Yeah. I mean, everything you guys have said is, I, I can't really top it. So I'm not going to try to, um, yeah, both of you were really brilliant. Yeah. And then we had yeah, also, wasn't there something else we we're going to talk about tonight? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. But both That's of you right. mentioned, both of you mentioned this word community. And um, I'm going to read you a passage in just a minute um, because it made me think of this. And I think one of the most frustrating things about me or about my experience as an American is um, Ethan, like you said, the lack of acknowledgement, the lack of recognition, uh, the lack of ability to learn from the mistakes that our country and our people have made in the past and um jfk or uh, not jfk rfk uh i'm looking at the jfk library rfk made a speech it's a very famous speech it's called mindless menace of violence uh the day after mlk was assassinated and less than two months before rfk uh, was also assassinated and um, i'm just going to read this passage because i think it better says um, that some of the thoughts that are in my head, it's just an excerpt uh, from, from the passage, but um, it says, when you teach a man to hate and fear his brother, when you teach that he is a lesser man because of his color, 
or his beliefs or the policies he pursues, when you teach that those who differ from you threaten your freedom or your job or your family, then you also learn to confront others, not as fellow citizens, but as enemies, to be met not with cooperation, but with conquest, to be subjugated and mastered. We learn at last to look at our brothers as aliens, men with whom we share a city, but not a community, men bound to us in common dwelling, but not in common effort. We learn to share only a common fear, only a common desire to retreat from each other, only a common impulse to meet disagreement with force. For all this, there are no final answers. That was April 5th, 1968 in Cleveland. Jesus Christ. RFK this is, this is, this is 2023. And we deal with a lot of those same things. And Ethan, you were even talking about it. Like with, I mean, I have two kids, you know, right. And that word hatred is so powerful yet. It gets thrown around like so easily. I hate the fucking Eagles. Like I say that all the time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know, that that's, that's just the start of it. Right. You have to look deeper though, into, into why, like why and in my hatred of a american football team is nothing in comparison to some of the things that you both talked about in great detail tonight and like in in it's scary to think about my daughters picking up on that language on that on on that on that thinking you know and into um to to potentially buy in for lack of a better phrase into some of those those theories and in the way that people think and to have hatred for people and for religions and for different things and it's like why do we do this we're all at at the core of it we're all the same people right or we're we're all the same we're all humans um not the same people but we're all humans and um it is it's just scary and and like i said the the reason i read that passage is because i mean Obviously, you guys know I love the Kennedys, but I just can't believe that we live in a society where all of those things still happen. 55 years later. And nothing, almost literally almost nothing has changed for the better. It's gotten worse in a lot of cases. And especially when you, and, and like in this Maybe I'm guilty of being part of getting sucked into that system. You know, we talk about like those Magaga people and how destructive and how scary they are. And I don't know, maybe if I sat down with them, <laughs> I might be able to reason with them or or be able to understand them at the very least and and everything. But I look at them. I look at the Lauren Boberts and, and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and and the Donald Trump's obviously. And it's like that, that's some scary shit to me, you know? And, and it's like, am I hypocritical of what I just said? I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's difficult to reconcile that, that that's why I read that particular part of the the passage though, is because he mentioned the word community and he mentioned that there, there really isn't an answer. And I think he was so subtly or not, he was, he was talking about the system. Like there's no answer for it because this is the way that the system is set up. And until we change the system, 
this is what we have. Yeah. Well, well said. And I, and I agree with the, <clears throat> the struggle and the reconciliation you're talking about. Cause, cause I, I think about it all the time, actually that same idea, um, you know, cause yeah, the idea of, of thinking of like common effort to use, to use a phrase from the, from the speech there and, and community, <clears throat> community with people like Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene, like that's like unfathomable, the idea of like being part of a community and working together with somebody like that, right? And I'm sure they would say the same about me. I'm their, I'm their worst nightmare, nightmare, the same way they are mine. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is really, but uh, yeah. Matt, were you, you looked like you were about to say something. No, 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 no you no, guys are no, Okay, yeah. But yeah, well said and, and a good clip there from that speech. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah I, I just was laughing because it's just stupid comic relief. Every time I hear like RFK or JFK, I just think like John fucking Kennedy. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's why I was giggling over here. Like, <laughs> uh, oh my god, <laughs> we're such children. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> now the the um, the other thing I wanted to do we we can totally do this next week because actually this might give you guys some time to uh, plan and it might actually end up being a better episode this way i was thinking about this on my walk um i would love to do a draft mm. uh, you know baseball season's right around the corner so get Yay. people excited about baseball um a draft of our super teams in our lifetime so 1989 to here they have a player had to have been active you know during one of those years um I, I have the roster because I have a, a sheet here and I'll, I'll share it next time. Um, you get a starting pitcher, you get all nine position players, you get a designated hitter and you get a closer. So the, the, the goal is that starting pitcher is going to bridge you to the, to the closer. You don't get any relief pitchers. Um, and we'll do it. I, I was thinking we'd do it like a snake draft. So Matt goes first, Ethan, me, and then I go first the next round, Ethan, Matt, you know, type thing. Um, who's ever in the middle, I guess, kind of get screwed uh, with three people doing it. But um, it's uh, I was thinking of doing it that way. And then the the only other let's see, what did I write out here? Oh, yeah. The only other rule is that you get to pick a particular season for the player. So huh. like if I draft a rod number one overall, I most likely am going to pick a rod's 2007 season as, as my, uh, actually, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> a -Rod. Cause he would, he would be my third baseman then. Yeah. Cause I was thinking he was going to be my shortstop. I mean, I think I thought you'd go full Joe Paz and pitch like or pick like Pedro. Yeah. I was thinking, well, since I, I was the one who came up with it, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, I was thinking about pitchers specifically. Um, and I was like, Pedro Clemens, there's no shortage of Randy, options yeah. Yeah. Greg, for, for anything Maddox. Yeah. Greg. Yeah. 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 Which, which means we'll be leaving a lot of really great players off the table because it's just three of us. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see like who we Very. pick to, to kind of fill out. And especially like if you do have to assign, you know, specific season and like, you know, maybe there's a way that you guys with your, your, your much better um, searching analytics and stuff on, on baseball reference, like maybe the, the episode after that, we can follow up and you guys can like look up wars and, you know, things like that and kind of figure out the weights. Of, I kind of um, want to research beforehand and like make myself <laughs> a draft board. 
right? Of like my top five for each position and stuff. We've never, we've never done anything like this. No, we like, haven't. I like the idea. Yeah. yeah it would just, just be something fun. At first I was going to be like, let's do everybody like all time baseball. But I was like, that's way too many players. Too and there's only three of us. So that's why I said, okay, our lifetime. Let's 1996 Brady Anderson. <laughs> hey, that'd be a hell of a center fielder. You could. <laughs> 50 home runs has not who, happened very often in history yeah, as we've who, talked about who the hell else i mean mike trout obviously one 16 of, one of, the year before and 18 the year after what the fuck <laughs> yep one of the weirdest seasons yeah. in in our lifetime brady's probably the number two that season is probably the number well if you if you if you just if you're just going to try it because you only get to draft mike trout once so you only get to pick one season so whoever drafts trouty then it's like who had a better season as a center fielder in our lifetime uh i mean i got to imagine that like griffey had some better years mm, yeah right? Griffey. yeah yeah um and i'm wondering actually i never looked up brady anderson that year was he good other than hitting 50 homers did he do anything probably else? not probably not so let's see he's an oriole come on yeah he scored 117 runs that's good he had a 1034 OPS. That's very good. A 156 OPS plus. That's very good. He stole 21 bases. So that was solid. I don't know how his defense was. We can't really trust baseball reference D war for, for defense. Not You got to take it with a big grain of salt. But um, his offensive war that year was 7.4, which is, which is excellent. Yeah, that's but, awesome. Uh, but so funny. Yeah, 50 homers. I mean... You know, it's like we've talked about it before, so we don't need to go. I don't need to go down the rabbit hole again or whatever. But like people don't realize we've gotten spoiled because of the steroid era. But even counting the steroid era, let alone if you discount the steroid era, 50 homers for anyone is a rare thing in baseball history. And the fact that Brady Anderson did it once uh, and Luis Gonzalez uh, <laughs> is just it's just fucking hilarious. Gonzo. Yep. And he at 57. Yeah which is even crazier yeah yeah like did a rod even hit 57 ever 56 i think in 2007 okay so like yeah some of the greatest power or, hitters who ever actually lived he might have hit, hit 57. 57 in uh texas actually he, he i'm trying to remember yeah he might he have done 54. 57 that like first he hit 54 i think in 2007 um, look it up yeah um he hit, like yeah, he hit 57 in 02 with Texas. Yeah, with Texas. So that, and that was his career high. So yeah. A-Rod, one of the greatest sluggers of all time, and he, he hit 57 once, and that's his career high. Luis Gonzalez also did that, you know? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, the year before, that was back-to-back years. 01-02. Which, uh... Gonzalez was... Oh, yeah, Gonzo, that's right, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yep. stupid broken bat. Fucker. Yep. Mm-hmm. God, you know, he was uh, not teammates, um, but they grew up, Tino and him grew up in the same area of Tampa. Oh, yeah, that's right. I feel like maybe you, maybe you, maybe you told us about this, maybe last time that Gonzo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now you're saying that. Yeah. yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I love the draft idea. Uh, that sounds, that sounds fun. All right. Well, yeah. people, people are, they know now. Yeah. Mm. 
So if they want to skip an episode of drafting uh, <laughs> baseball players from from 1989 forward, we're still then... we're still going to talk about beer, and if there's anything important that comes up between now and then, we'll talk about it. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll say we'll reserve a, a good chunk to do our draft. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll get some music. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, boys. Any shout outs? Matt already uh, gave a ton of shout outs, so he's yeah, disqualified. He did. Um, brother Jeremy. Uh, hey, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game. Okay. <laughs> uh, brother Jeremy, who uh, texted me and said he wants to come back on. So, dude, um, brother Jeremy, I am going to just say this one last time. Do not text your brother. Text me. You will never come on if you ask him. <laughs> but this this conversation happened like a month ago, didn't it? Did yeah, it I think not? it did. I think it he did. messaged me today, too. He had some solid, a solid Aaron Rodgers joining the Buccaneers meme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that one too. Oh my god, that would be hilarious if Rogers went to the Bucks and because every every Jet fan has just been like, "Oh, he's coming to the Jets." That would be really funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah brother even... Jeremy, text me. <laughs> That's it. All right. All right, boys. Same time next week. Yay. We are stupid. We are. Still going to be ranked in the top 10 preseason, maybe top five. We are still not going to make the CAE college football playoff with expanded teams. <laughs> if that happens, Matt, <laughs> I will just like I, I am going to own it when we go to Colorado this year. Uh, everyone who, who stuck it through this long, we have a prop bet. We will talk about it more next week that we did the last time the three of us went to a game in 2018. And I have to wear some pretty despicable clothing. So you haven't chosen me. Uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, Matt, if, if Penn state never makes the playoff in an expanded playoff, then, then you can come after me. all. No, you no, no, no. I'm, I'm trolling, but you know, yeah. <laughs> but. all right, boys. It's been fun. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.